Well, today we're going to be having family worship again, and I love when we do this. We do it from time to time because we, we invite our kids to be with us. You know, a lot of uh, uh, churches and a lot of uh, kids, they see, uh, there's a lot of statistics out there that show that um, kids uh, leave church and they're, when they're 18, and a lot of that comes down to, like, we've segregated them out so often, so we intentionally find ways to bring them here and bring them in and uh, let them see what we do and what Big Church is all about. If you, uh, you might make that distinction and call it that. And so I'm excited that we're going to do that today. And uh, oftentimes I'll use illustrations. And so we're going to do one of those today. And so I'll just be right here if that's all right with you. And so I'll uh, want to be kind of down here uh, and share with that. We've been talking through First John. Or we've been talking about through John 1. John uh, was the beloved apostle of Jesus. He likely wrote uh, the book of John later than any of the others. And, you know, he shares this unique picture of Christ coming for his advent. And he wraps it all up in the last chapter, last couple of chapters of the book, when he states in John chapter 20, verse 31, that. I've written all these things so that you may know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And so what John was wanting the reader of this gospel, whoever that may be, us today here in 2023, uh, but immediately the folks that he wrote it to, is he wanted them to understand who Jesus was and not merely to understand about Jesus, facts and uh, figures, but to intimately know Jesus. So we talked about hope and love and joy and peace. We've talked about Advent. We talked about the coming of Christ. And now today here in this last day of 2023, as we end one year and begin another, I think it's very appropriate that we continue in the text we've been studying in verses 19 through 27 because John gives us an example of how to now follow this Messiah. John very quickly helps us to see not just how to know about a babe born in a manger, but to follow the Christ who came and died and gave his life a ransom for many. And the one in whom we trust, the one in whom we live our lives. And he shows us right away how to follow this Christ. Can I say very quickly, and then I, I want to get to the illustration because I think it'll be super helpful. But can I say very quickly, if there's a problem with um, Western Christianity, and I, I believe there are quite a few, I think it comes down to this. Do we follow Jesus? Do we walk as he walked? Do we live our lives intimately in relationship with him? Because I think what happens is a lot of times it's just what we've always done, or perhaps it's what we're expected to do. But I want to ask us all to examine today, am I following Jesus Christ with my life? 
Am I willing to lay it all down for him? So we're going to talk about that. And I need some helpers. Kids, if you are, if your mom or dad's okay with it, would you come up here? And I want to illustrate a couple of things. And so if any kid would like to come up and be with me as we kind of talk about this, we're going to see this uh, pathway here. We're going to kind of stand in the pathway, okay? So you can find a spot right here near me in the pathway. If any other kids want to come up, now's a good time. You can just stand for a minute. We're going to stand in the pathway. All right, thank you. Hey, give them a hand. They're doing a great job already. <laughs> Listening to the directions. All right, so if any of you have been out in the woods uh, and tried to follow a path in the woods, sometimes you can tell where they are, sometimes not so easy. If it's been traveled a lot, you can find it, all right? So me and my kids went to Rocktown recently, and as long as we were on the path, we knew where we were. But then Charlie took us on this wild goose chase for this uh, tree that he saw one time that helped him climb on this rock. So guess what? We got off the path. And if we weren't careful, me, Dad, I had to make sure we knew where we were going because the last thing I wanted to do was get lost in Rocktown, all right? So it's important that you follow a path. Well, for centuries, for centuries, people had been showing people how to follow God. So let's think about this pathway that we've created here. If you can't see it, it's just lines of tape. You know, I did it a couple hours ago, all right? So... This is going to represent what it means to follow God, all right? For centuries, people have been saying, hey, this is what you do to follow God. They followed Ma Moses' law. They followed all these rules that were in the Old Testament of the Bible, our Old Testament. And they followed all these rules, and they're like, this is what it means to follow God, all right? So let's, let's all come down here. Let's make a, uh, well, we'll just, how about you come here? We'll just make a line, since you're already kind of in a line. So everybody come this way right here. Come all the way over here off the path for just a minute. I should have been more clear with my example. All right, follow the line behind me. All right, we're going to follow the leader. Can you do this? Can you follow the leader? I'm going to be the leader. All right, so you follow me. All right. And when you follow the leader, you have to do whatever the leader does. So now I'm going to walk backwards. So you have to walk backwards. All right, I'm going to go frontwards so you can... Go frontwards again. Good job. Come on up, Sophie. Hi there. Come on. You go right here. There you go. And so these people, for, for centuries, leaders like me, Levites and priests and Pharisees and religious leaders said, hey, this is what it means to follow God. And then John comes on this scene. John the baptizer. John the one that baptized people. We call him John the Baptist, well, we're Baptists, but it's not the same, right? He's called John the Baptist because he baptized people. That was just who he was. And John was kind of strange. John lived out in the wilderness. He ate bugs and honey and um, wore weird, itchy clothes, all right? Why? Who knows? But uh, he did. But he also preached about Jesus and Jesus' way, or the Messiah. At the time, John didn't necessarily know that it was Jesus, but he spoke about the Messiah, the one who was coming, and how people could follow him. But what happened is these religious leaders did not like what was going on. 
So the religious leaders came up, all right, so pretend like you're John's followers, all right, you're getting baptized. John comes up, and these really, these really mad religious leaders come on the scene, and they say, what is going on here? Who do you think you are? What are you doing, John, in those names? They're like, who are you? And John says, I am the one in the wilderness making a path for the Lord. So they wanted to know who he was. Now, here's why. The religious leaders, they were the ones telling people how to follow God. And all of a sudden, this new guy, John, is telling people how to follow God. And it didn't seem the same or it seemed different, mainly because the people were following John now instead of the religious leaders who thought they were so smart and they thought they knew all the stuff about God and only they knew it. And so they had to be followed. You had to follow us. <clears throat> See, the problem was, and we all kind of get to this place in our life where we have to decide which path are we going to go on. And that's what we're kind of here, right? There's a path this way. There's a path that way. Well, what the religious leaders were doing is they were saying, you've got to follow us and our way of doing this, primarily because they wanted people to follow them, not necessarily God. And John's kind of putting it all in a very much more clear way that, no, that's wrong. You've got to follow God and follow the Messiah who's to come. So the first thing that we see in this passage, and I invite you to read it on your own today. I'm just going to tell the story of it more so than anything. But the first thing that we see in this passage in John 1, 19 through 27, is that following Jesus is more than just following rules. Following Jesus is more than just following rules. See, the religious leaders, they, they were called the priests and the Levites, and these guys named the Pharisees, say, the, say Pharisees. The Pharisees sent them, they sent the priests and Levites and said, hey, go figure out what in the world John's doing out there. We're hearing a lot of ruckus. We're hearing a lot of noise about this John, and we got to figure him out. We got to figure out what's going on. Because they were living by rules that said, hey, look at me and how religious I can be and how I can follow all the rules. And so look at us and the rules that we follow. But see, kids and, and everyone, being a follower of God, being a follower of Jesus, does not mean that we just follow rules really good. Now, there are some rules, but what it means is that we, we come and we get our relationship with Jesus right to begin with. And then God helps us to follow the rules that we have in our lives. You see, these guys, it's almost like they lived off of this big checklist. And so they said, okay, go to church, check. Pray all these times a day, check. Do the right stuff, check. And they listed all these rules. And it's like, well, look, I'm doing pretty good. Look how religious I am. Look how awesome I am at following the rules. 
what John was helping these people see is they needed to repent of their sins and follow Jesus and follow his ways. Following Jesus is more than just following rules. All right? Now, oh, we're almost done, okay? So hang with me. You're doing very good. So they come to John. Remember the Pharisees, they're just so mad. What are you doing? You know, these priests and Levites. And John says, I am making a path for the Lord. Right? I'm making a straight path for all the people to follow. He's quoting a verse in the book of Isaiah that all these religious guys would have known. And they would have realized what he's saying, that he is making a path for the Messiah to come. And what we see in that is the second point. Following Jesus means we point the whole world to him. <clears throat> Following Jesus shows us, shows the world his way. That's our job. Just like John, it was his job to point people to Jesus. It's your job and it's my job to help people to see him and follow his way. So John, you know, here's the way to the, uh, follow the religious rules and follow after and make yourself look great. And this is the way John was pointing people to. He's pointing people to Jesus. So what I want you to do is I want you to walk the final way here and then make your way back to your seat, all right? So walk the rest of the way here like because I'm pointing you to the way of Jesus. So come on, walk this way. Right down the path. Good. There you go. And if, go back to your seat. Good job. Thank you so much. Will y'all give them a hand? <clears throat> so go back to your seat. John, as he was being asked who he was, he, he, they, he said, I'm not the Messiah. Well, they said, are you a prophet? No, I'm not a prophet. They asked him all these things. He says, no, that's not who I am. I'm making this straight path. I'm a one crying out in the wilderness. I'm making a straight path for the Messiah. And then he says to them, I, well, they said, well, why are you baptizing them? Why do you baptize? And ba John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He says, I baptize with water, but there's one who's coming. And I'm unworthy to even untie his sandal straps. The last thing that we see is that following Jesus keeps us humble. Following Jesus keeps us humble. Following Jesus is not following a list of rules. There are rules, but that's, we get it backwards, right? We want to do the rules first and say, hey, God, look at how awesome I am. When God wants us to see how awesome we're not and how awesome he is, and he says, you can never follow the rules on your own, but if you trust Jesus and follow him, he'll follow the rules for you and then he'll help you follow the rules yourself. Following Jesus helps us point the whole world to him, and then following Jesus means we stay humble. I wonder, you know, I don't know if you're one of those people that have a theme word <clears throat> or verse or something for the new year. And I'm not asking you to adopt this practice or even this word. But I wonder if, what if our word 
Like the thing that we did, all the things that we do in 2024 come under this word. And what if that word was humble? How much different would our world look? How much different would our families look? How much different would our church look? To be humble. What is humility? It's like John saying, I can't even tie his sandal straps. Anything having to do with feet or sandals or anything like that was the job of the lowliest servant of the household. And John basically says, I'm lower than the low. I'm lower than the lowest person. I couldn't even tie Jesus's sandal straps. I'm that low. Humility is recognizing that God is worthy of all things and that in and of ourselves we're worthy of nothing. But because of Christ, we are lifted up. In fact, that's what Jesus said. He says, if you want to be first, then you need to be last. He says, the last will be first, the first will be last. Jesus says, I oppose the proud, but I give grace to the humble. What if 2024 had you and I just being as humble as we possibly could? I'm going to ask the worship team to come now. And I'm going to ask you to join me in just a moment in a prayer and ask Jesus to help us to be humble in 2024. To follow him with our whole lives, committing ourselves to him in every aspect and being humble. So as they play, would you just join me right where you are? Bow your heads, close your eyes. You might even kneel on, on the bench, uh, the pew or something like that. That's up to you. But would you pray a genuine prayer just now? Lord, help me to follow you with my life. And Lord, as I follow you, help me to continue to be humble. <coughs> Lord, we come to you now, Lord. Lord, I want to follow you today. In 2024, Lord, I want my life to be signified as one who follows Jesus. Help me not to strive for accolades. Help me not to strive for self-promotion. Help me not to strive for pleasure or anything else. But Lord, help me to strive to be like Jesus. And as I follow you, Lord, as I, as you help me to be, be in a much more intimate and deep relationship with you in 2024, Lord, I pray that you help me to increasingly humble 
emptying myself of me and being filled up with Christ. John said later, just a few chapters later in 330, he says, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Lord, let let that be my prayer in 2024, that you must increase and I must decrease. Lord, help us all to follow you in 2024. Help us to be humble. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to sing as we sing. Let's ask Jesus to help us take our cross and follow him.